multiple reports and NBA insiders already acknowledge the fact that the New York Knicks are likely going to make a star or superstar trade this offseason if that star that they like becomes available. But a question mark that we have moving forward for the Knicks is, what are they going to do on draft night? Better than that, how many picks are they going to have on draft night? Well, now we're in the part of the season where it's virtually official how many picks the New York Knicks are going to have and what they're basically going to do come draft night. We're going to break down this latest report, and we're also going to look at a key stat that the New York Knicks are leading the NBA in. And honestly, guys, it's not a stat that you want to be leading the league in. We're going to be breaking down this and so much more today. If you're not already subscribed to the channel, go ahead and hit that subscribe button now. And make sure you have notifications turned on so you don't miss a second of the new content. And now, let's get started. The Knicks draft plans have officially changed for this year. And here's the main reason why. Coming into this season, the Knicks realistically had two draft picks that were likely going to convey their own and Dallas. But did you know that they were walking into this season with the potential of four draft picks conveying? Let's break down those picks and see why it's virtually official now that they're only going to have two picks. According to the New York Post, Steph Bondi, he states the following. It's virtually a certainty now that two of the Knicks' possible first-round picks won't convey this year. They have four of them going into this season. Two of them come from the Pistons and the Wizards. One of them is top 18 protected from the Pistons, and the other is top 12 protected from the Wizards. Those are the two worst teams in the league. The two worst teams in the league. What does that mean? Likelihood of those picks conveying? 0%. We're not going to get them. We're going to have to wait till next year to see what happens. So that means the New York Knicks do not have to worry about adding two more potential rookies to their roster. But that also then begs the question, how many draft picks do they have currently for this year? And how many players are they going to draft? Bondi continues by stating both picks, the Detroit pick and the Washington Wizards pick, will also be protected next year. They eventually become second round picks if they don't convey in a few years. That's why it's very important if you're the Knicks front office that you either use those picks as a trade asset now to get a player that you want or you hope and pray they convey at some point in time by these teams eventually getting good. Coming into the season, that Washington pick was the only pick that had a question mark on it. You were wondering that maybe potentially they could be a dark horse and maybe the pick could convey. You had a shot, maybe a hope. But the Detroit pick, I think we knew very early on, given the team they had, the age of the team, the new coach, they were not going to do anything this year. And then you look at Detroit now, one of the worst records in the league, and it's not by accident. They have played extremely poor basketball this year, and I think they're going to continue to play extremely poor basketball for years to come. That Detroit pick is the only pick I'm worried about in terms of never conveying, but you never know. Maybe they have a good season, and that year it does convey, but the Knicks just have to sell that to another team if they're looking to get off of that pick to get that player that they want, and this is all the Knicks have to do. Understand their assets, what they have this year in terms of draft picks, players that they're going to have to add to this roster, but also players that they're going to have to add to this roster via trade. And the way you do that is via picks that you have and own, your own picks, and also picks that you have from other teams, and also players that you can add to match salary. The Knicks have all of that moving forward. 
And going back to the draft picks again, Bondi again mentions here that the Knicks will likely get the Mavericks pick, top 10 protected, along with their own first rounder. That means headed into this year, this draft night, the Knicks will likely get the Mavericks pick, top 10 protected, along with their own first rounder. That means walking into draft night, the Knicks are likely going to have two first round picks. And if that's the case, you have to ask yourself, what are the New York Knicks going to do? Are they going to draft the player? Are they going to draft two players? Are they going to trade back? Are they going to package those picks and try to trade forward to get a better player that they can get in this year's draft? It's going to be very interesting to see what Leon Rose does. But let's be straight here. The Knicks have made crucial trades this season. They've traded for Bojan, who's likely going to stay. They added Presses Achua, who's been the steal of this trade season. He's likely going to stay. And then you factor in the OG Ananobi effect. They now have him. They're going to pay him. So the Knicks have a lot of roster spots and a lot of playing time to go around to players already on the roster. If they don't make a significant move this offseason to get that superstar player on this roster and they go into next season with this team, then how many rookies are actually going to get playing time under Tom Thibodeau with this team? And that's the question you're going to have to ask yourself if you're the Knicks front office. I'm not saying don't draft players. I don't think that's the right way to go about it. I still think no matter what, no matter how much playing time you can promise a player, drafting young talent is the way to go because you never know what these young players are going to turn into. And maybe another team sees that talent a different way than you do. And if you sell it that way, you might be able to trade that young asset, a couple of other players, and of course, other draft picks in order to get that player that you've always wanted on the roster. But drafting players helps that. It doesn't hurt it. Even if you can't find consistent minutes for that player, if that player is young enough and you can play them some minutes here or there each and every game, you'll still keep their value up enough where other teams might want to trade for them, especially early on in their career. Now, of course, if you continue to do that year after year after year, a la Obi Toppin, no matter where that player is, no matter where they get drafted, and no matter how good they look in flashes, if you treat a player like that, then that player is going to be seen that way by other teams. And you're going to have a harder time trying to sell that player. So if you're the Knicks front office, you got to ask yourself, if you draft a couple of rookies, how much time are they going to get on this team? How much time are they actually going to play? So in my opinion, especially if you use the past as a factor here under Leon Rose with this Knicks team, I think it's extremely clear. The New York Knicks are likely either going to trade back to get more assets for these picks, so they can continue this process of continuing to have a lot of assets that they can trade for that star or superstar player once they become available. Or if they don't do that, they'll likely package those picks and move up to get a player that they value, they covet, and they can add to this team for the long haul. A young asset, a young player, maybe a wing, maybe a power forward, or maybe a center with some more offensive game than Mitchell Robinson has or that Isaiah Hartenstein has who can help stretch the floor better. Maybe if you get a center like that and develop him, maybe this Knicks team in a few years is even more unstoppable because of that type of player that you drafted. It's going to be very interesting to see what the New York Knicks do. I'm going to be locked in and watching closely. But it's pretty clear the New York Knicks are walking into draft night with Dallas's pick and their own pick. Are they walking out with two draft picks, no draft picks, or one? That's going to be the main question. It's going to be very interesting to see. But Leon Rose has not disappointed me at all this season. And honestly, if you've been watching what he's been doing with this Knicks team, 
even though for a couple of seasons I didn't like it, after all of this time, looking at what this Knicks team has finally been doing, I can say under Leon Rose, he has righted the ship and he is guiding this Knicks team the right way. So I'm going to be patient, rock with him, and wait and see what he does. The Knicks are one of the slowest-paced teams in the entire league. That's right, folks. This New York Knicks team leads the league in a stat you honestly do not want to lead the NBA in, and that's pace. According to New York Basketball and, of course, NBA.com, they state the following. The Knicks have the slowest pace in the NBA. They've played four of the NBA's slowest seven games this season. Saturday's game against Boston was the slowest NBA game in seven years. Seven years. Yikes. If you look at the Knicks roster, though, and you look at who we've had on this roster over the last few games, it's really easy to understand why we're slow in pace. You have Bojan playing 30 minutes sometimes. Isaiah Hartenstein coming off of an injury, so he can't play that many minutes. A couple of our players are out, and if they were in, like an OG Ananobi or a Julius Randle, they would help quicken up that pace. They would push the ball down the floor, and they would help the Knicks get easier transition baskets. Right now, we're not getting that because we just don't have the personnel to get it. So am I surprised, given all the injuries that we've had as of late, the losing that we've been doing as of late, that we are one of the slowest-paced teams in the league? I'm not surprised. But I can also say that the Knicks are not going to stay this way. We are not going to remain one of the slowest teams in the NBA. Once we get our players back, once we get OG back, hopefully a healthy Julius Randle back, a Mitchell Robinson back, all of these guys playing their regular minutes, playing healthy and doing exactly what we need them to do for this Knicks team, playing their role, we're going to be back to playing fast-paced basketball again. We're going to be up there in pace again. And let me remind you guys, when we had that win streak and we were dominating teams, we were one of the league leaders in pace. There was a reason for that because we had the personnel on the floor to do it. Once we get healthy again, that's going to happen again. So I'm not worried about this pace thing right now. But if it continues to be an issue once we get healthy, yeah, then I'll be concerned. As of right now, I'm just waiting for this Knicks team to get healthy. And sooner rather than later, and I'm looking at you, March, this Knicks team is going to be fully healthy and whole once again. And once that happens, NBA, league, watch out because you're going to be creating different tweets and different stats about this Knicks team. You're going to be creating stats about how this Knicks team is dominating the NBA. But what about you guys? What do you think about the New York Knicks basically having two draft picks walking into draft night this season? And what about this pace issue with the New York Knicks? Are you concerned about that stat at this point in time? Let me know in the comments below, guys, because honestly, I would love to hear from you. But that's going to do it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, Go ahead and smash that like button, leave a comment below, and of course, guys, please subscribe to the channel. Until next time, Nick fans, peace.